Chai there. I'm Julia. And I'm Allie. Do you want to start a conversation about coffee? Huh? <laughs> Welcome to Cream and Sugar. <laughs> I almost spit out my coffee. Hey, Julia. Hey, Allie. How you brewing? I'm brewing good. Good, good. <laughs> um, so this week has been particularly stressful. Ooh, fun. Um, so for anyone that was raised religious, uh, it is currently Lent. And I gave up coffee for Lent, and that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. And then I realized it was giving me headaches. And it was not good for my health because I actually need the coffee, but we can get into that later. Um, and I went to one cup a day and it's just, it's been a hot mess. And this, this week I've just wanted like 17 cups of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you could just, just inject the coffee straight into your veins now. Do they have those? Uh, we can make them. Ooh, good idea. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> But I'd say I'm brewing good. Good. Um, I saw you this weekend. Yeah. So that was probably the highlight of my week. We closed that few hours apart gap for a little bit. And then we were just like a few inches apart. We were like. <laughs> <laughs> I almost dropped the pizza, but that was fine. I probably still would have eaten it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not above that. Hey, Allie. Hey. How are you brewing? I'm brewing pretty good. I, uh, because of the religion, I am off today. Our office is closed for Good Friday when we're recording, which is fantastic. I, uh, got to see some family I haven't seen in a long time, which I was a little stressed about, but went a whole lot better than I thought it would. The toddler remembered me, so that was nice. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh -huh. I know you're really worried about that. Yeah, I got, uh, a couple hugs and Aww. she said my name like 20 times and kept asking me to come play with her and blow bubbles Aww. with her and all sorts of stuff. So that was exciting. But yeah, so I'm, I'm brewing pretty good. Now all I got right. my coffee. My coffee. You coffee? My coffee. I'm very excited. Hey, Julia. Yeah. Do you want to answer a quick fire question and learn a little bit about each other's preferences? Absolutely. So what's your current go-to coffee style? Well, my mornings start at 5.30, Oof. and I'm way too tired to do anything fancy. So for the record, I have an espresso machine, which I'm very excited about that. It was my first purchase, <laughs> and it wasn't as expensive as you would think, but I'm not about to start that thing at 5.30 in the morning. It's just not possible. So uh, my go-to is my good old drip coffee maker. And I've learned how to regulate it to where it's exactly the amount of cups I need. I know how many scoops I like. I put an extra one in there because I like the caffeine. Ooh. And it's just easy to program it and not worry about it. And then it does, it makes the coffee for me while I'm getting ready for the day. So I'll have my drip coffee in my to-go mug and I... For the work days, I've been using a blueberry cobbler blend mm. and I'll do French vanilla creamer. So it tastes kind of like a blueberry pie with a la mode. So it's got a little ice cream on it and it's such a good combination. So that's my my work coffee. And then when I'm at home, I <laughs> I still have the chocolate coffee mate creamer. <laughs> <laughs> it lives on. It lives on. <laughs> so... I only put one scoop in it now and no sugar. So it actually tastes like coffee now instead of hot chocolate. But that is my go-to if I'm at home. What about you? What's your go-to? I uh my my habit and go-to that I can rely on is I guess I don't I don't really have a go-to coffee, whichever coffee ground is available, but I have been using my French press more, which is exciting. Mostly because I am very bad about cleaning out my drip coffee maker because it has all these nooks and, and crannies in there. And I just, eh, yeah. So I use my French press and I'll just, I have my cute little metal tea kettle that I love so, so much that I just heat the water up and handle everything in the morning. And then by the time it makes it into a cup, 
it usually only has heavy whipping cream and coffee. So it's not at all sweet, but the heavy whipping cream has that nice buttery taste to it. Like the restaurant half and half is not not as good. It's just not the same. I can't get behind that stuff. I I drink it out of desperation. Heavy whipping cream or half and half? Uh, both. Okay. <laughs> mostly, <laughs> mostly the restaurant. I can't like I'll definitely put it in there, but it's more of a yeah, I, I need another cup. Yeah, I I get desperate sometimes if I run out of heavy whipping cream, which when I drink it, I make it, it it makes it feel like it's almost filling and it's it's delicious and creamy and yummy. And then I get to a restaurant and they have half and half and it's like I just watered it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I run out of ha- of heavy whipping cream and I don't keep half and half. So then I have to use milk and it's even more watered down. I'm just I slowly <laughs> deteriorate until I get back to the grocery store and get my heavy whipping cream back. But I'm working on expanding. I wish that I could just use milk. I don't I don't like the way it tastes in coffee. Yeah. I, it it completely changes it for me. It's because it's lame. But it is lame. But it also hurts. It hurts my stomach so bad. Mm. And the coffee, uh, the coffee, the dairy alternatives are so expensive when you order them at like out like at Dunkin' or Starbucks. Yeah. So expensive. But it's a necessary cost for me. I do I do love me the sweet creamer, like the Dunkin' Extra Creamy, or there's one from Aldi that's called Sweet Cream, but my tummy does not like those so much. <laughs> me and when I decide mac and cheese is for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Plan the rest of the day accordingly. Mac and cheese and coffee. Ooh. Mm-hmm. A mac and cheese coffee. No. 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 Coffee, mac and cheese, maybe. Ooh. If you make it with like, maybe, I don't work. know if you'd want sharper cheeses or sweeter cheeses. And then you get I think a, a cheddar and coffee could go well together. Yeah. I could also see though, like a, a mozzarella and maybe a blonde roast. Hmm. Can we infuse coffee into cheese? Probably. Would you just like drop a piece of mozzarella in there <laughs> and let it soak it up? Yeah. Well, if you, if you grind it up really, really fine. When you're making the cheese and then you put it into like the cheese block maybe. In concept, I think it would work because you put cream into milk. Or wait, no, that's not right. You put cream <laughs> into coffee. Yeah. And if you're putting cheese into coffee, which is just solid cream kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. And then you melt it down and you put it over noodles. I think mm-hmm. it could work. Drink it with a, or eat it with a nice wine. That complements the the cheesy coffee flavor. There's mm. something there. There needs to be an experimental kitchen day where we try to figure out how to make coffee mac and cheese. I got to go. Uh, I can't do this podcast anymore. I need to go make new cheese coffee recipes. I'm going to go start <laughs> a small business. I'll be back later. All right. Well, that was fun while it lasted. <laughs> and we're done here. Thank you very much for coming. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you like coffee, maybe love, but like, how did you get into it? I got into coffee in maybe the most childish way imaginable in that we were on a road trip with my family and my stepmom loves coffee and Dunkin' Donuts in particular. So we went through the drive through and she asked what I wanted, and I said, I'll try an Oreo culotta, because it was still called a culotta at the time, the coffee ones. And that sounds really good. It was very good. It, it was basically Oreo chunks of like the cookie into the normal coffee. It's now frozen coffee, but it was culotta at the time, and it's so delicious, and it was a summer special, and they don't make it anymore, which I'm so sad about. We could probably make it. Oh, my God. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> We're going to do it. We'll have a nostalgia coffee. Yeah. Ooh, sneak peek. I'm going to we'll make the coffee the way I used to make it. I'll probably hate it. <laughs> Same. It'll probably be really, really sweet. And I'm not sure I can get the icy crunch that Dunkin' Donuts can do. But I started with the Oreo culotta that had an Oreo flavor, but then a little bit of coffee behind it. And I was like, oh, that's not as bad as I thought it was. And then I just progressively got into stronger and stronger coffee drinks until now I'm just like, yeah, coffee is the best thing in the world. So how, uh, how about the average you? American? <laughs> <laughs> what was what was your early stages of coffee loving? So 
my coffee experience started in middle school, which is way too early for like, you know, a kid to be drinking coffee. So I probably started drinking coffee when I was around like 10 or 11. And that is because my doctor diagnosed me with ADD and I'm childish and I don't like taking pills. So they're like, here, have some soda. That will help you. The caffeine actually counteracts your your attention deficit and it'll help you focus. And I was like, Okay, but I don't like I don't like uh, soda. Mm-hmm. What what am I gonna do? I, I literally hate the carbonation. So I found a coffee mate chocolate creamer, mm-hmm. and I put three scoops of it into one cup along with an equal packet because my parents loved equal, so that's what we used. And it as I quote my brother, it's just hot chocolate. <laughs> It's it's literally just hot chocolate. So I wouldn't say that it's a very adult coffee drink. I mean, it's I guess it's a mocha. Yeah. But that is what I would drink every morning in school. I would sit in homeroom and I'd drink my coffee. <laughs> you were just a tiny adult in middle school. Well, my my medicine made me so sick that I was like, I can't do this anymore. I have to have an alternative. And I still didn't like sodas. I mean. I've gotten over that now, but mm-hmm. I, I, I'm now hooked on coffee. <laughs> I I really love the image of a tiny, like, 11 or 12-year-old Julia going to class with her to-go cup of coffee and a briefcase, and everybody else is like, yeah, I'm drinking that good, good Coca-Cola, and you're just like, uh, I am here on my highly caffeinated coffee. I can- I'm not <laughs> me without my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, the story of my life. <laughs> Starting young, starting young. So what we're saying is uh, sweet coffee drinks are the gateway into the land of coffee beans. So is it the caffeine that got us hooked or is it actually the sugar? (laughs) Por que no los dos? (laughs) (laughs) Please hold. I have to go get more coffee. I'm also drinking a different coffee than what I started with. What is your new coffee? My new coffee is the breakfast blend from Aldi that was left behind by previous roommate, most recent roommate to move out because he just didn't feel like taking half a pack of ground coffee. So I was like, yes, please, I will take. Um, and I didn't feel like getting my coffee grinder out again for my local coffee shop beans. So He obviously doesn't love coffee as much as we do. I would never leave a half a pack of coffee behind. That mm-hmm. is such a waste. That's like $4. Especially a breakfast blend. Yeah. It's a solid roast. Okay. Anyway. So now that I know your favorite coffees and like your go-tos and your past coffees, how did you get into your current coffee choice? I kind of had to force myself into it because as you know, living with me for a while that I did keto for a long time and most sweeteners are not allowed on keto and stevia is a good alternative, but it, it overpowers whatever it's in. So it really does. when I, I put stevia in my coffee initially and it was just warm stevia drink, which wasn't great. So I ended up training myself to just drink coffee with heavy whipping cream. And granted, it's it's probably a good like eighth a cup of heavy whipping cream. So it's a lot, but it's good. And I feel better about myself for not having sugar because I feel better when I don't have the sugar. But that's how I that's how I got to where I am today. <laughs> How about you? How did you get to your current preference? Well, I was perusing Walmart because that's what I do when I'm shopping. I know I shouldn't (laughs) go away from my shopping list, but I'm not a good shopper. And of course, I went to the coffee aisle because I'm like, ooh, what's the new creamer this week? Ooh, what do they have in stock? And instead, I found the Blueberry Cobbler flavored grounds. And I was like, Hmm. Our old roommate had ones that smelled like blueberry, but it didn't taste like blueberry. And I want to give this a try. And worst case scenario, it actually smells like blueberry. And that's not a bad thing. Best case scenario, it tastes like blueberry. Well, I brewed it when I got home that day, literally the same day. And when I tell you it tasted like blueberries, it was so good. So I, I was hooked on it and like I took a break from it and they 
They have a French vanilla one. They had a uh, hazelnut one. And mm-hmm. I just, it was the blueberry. It, it caught me. It was so unusual and so good. And it, uh, the aroma, the taste, I, I just can't begin to explain how much I love that coffee. So now I treat myself to a long work day before with that cup of coffee because it's that good. Yeah. I I feel like it's noteworthy to mention the roommate who left half a bag of coffee and the roommate who had coffee that smelled like blueberry but didn't taste like blueberry is the same roommate. He weirdly dabbled in coffee but didn't commit to the relationship that we have with coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is okay. That's I'll it's accept more of it. the friend that introduces you and they're like, hey, here's my cute friend. And we're like, oh, hi. And we're like, oh, yes, I am all over that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. I did get to try the blueberry coffee when I was down there, which was phenomenal. It's very good. I think good. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. <laughs> I I may get me some once I go through the current bag that I have. They have a mocha one and I might give it a try. I feel like if I put my mocha creamer in it, I'm going to be right back to middle school where it just tastes like hot <laughs> chocolate. Yeah, but my uh, we might combine our styles then if we do the mocha and then we just do like for me heavy whipping cream and for you oat milk in it that might be a pretty good balance they have a hazelnut we could make a house blend and do half mocha half hazelnut and then it tastes like nutella yes nutella coffee nutella coffee nutella coffee (laughs) nutella coffee (laughs) okay do you prefer to use drip coffee or a french press I kind of mentioned my preference earlier, but I, now that I have one, prefer my French press greatly. I don't know why it feels easier, but it does. And it feels fancier, which makes me feel more confident. (laughs) And that's all I'm looking for in life. I remember when I first got my French press that that was the only thing I would use, partially because I was living with you and I didn't have a coffee maker with me and I only had the French (laughs) press. Because I didn't want to dirty yours, and I wanted to be responsible for mine. So I was like, okay, I'll just keep using my French press. And I found that my intuition on how to make this coffee just kind of grew as I kept using the French press. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt like I was back in my barista job. Yeah. And I liked how official it felt. That's that's kind of where I'm moving now. Like the reason I use my French press is because you were here and had the French press. And then uh-huh. when you took it with you, I was like... I'll be right back. I got to go get a French press. <laughs> I found one and I've been using it since then. So, so oh, do you prefer the French press or do you like using your drip better? Well, that opinion has actually changed within the day. Hmm. Um, I would have said that I prefer using the French press because, uh, like I said, I enjoy the process of making the coffee, but Today, I learned that I'm not as good at timing how long to grind my beans for. Mm. And it was the worst pull. Like, it was just absolutely disgusting. Mm. It looked like when you poured it, it looked like tea. And mm. I it did not extract long enough. So I prefer my drip because <laughs> I know how to use it. Yeah. Well, well, we'll just keep learning together. If I ideally had the correct size grounds I would say my French press Mm. you can use your traditional coffee size like if you're to go to the store and you get a bag of already ground beans and you get the already ground beans um it works just fine but I really want to figure out how to do it the right way yeah and that's my next challenge is to figure out how to use this coffee grinder properly (laughs) I I think I'm getting closer. Mine also sometimes comes out a little bit more tea-like and Mm -hmm. I drink it anyway because I don't want to waste it. (laughs) But um, I think think we're getting better. I think we'll get there. I think so. I mean, it's not a whole quarantine worth of time to -hmm. practice, but you do have forever. True. It's it's not that good, good five cups of coffee a day because I'm bored and I want something to drink besides alcohol. (laughs) For me, it's now the, oh, I can have four cups again, so I'm going to be drinking four cups. Mm-hmm. I want to know a little bit more about coffee. Well. Can you teach me a wise one? <laughs> oh, lucky for you. I know a lot about coffee. Yay. I don't, aside from what it tastes like. So 
What? I mean, what it tastes like is fantastic. True. What what even is coffee? What is coffee? It's the best. No, but I mean, if you're like the average American, you know that coffee is at the store and you go and you get it and it's in these little bags and you just put it into your coffee maker and make it. And that is coffee, right? Mm-hmm. Wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> coffee. <laughs> coffee is so much more than that. First, coffee comes from a fruit. <gasps> I can't help it. It plays through my head. (laughs) Did you know that coffee comes from a fruit? (laughs) Thank you, Tabascus. So, yeah, coffee actually comes from a fruit. It is called a cherry. And it's not the little things that come in pairs and it makes you win in uh, slots. No, not that kind (laughs) of cherry. Uh, But the bean itself is more like a pit, like in a peach. And it's surrounded by the fruit, which if you go to Starbucks frequently, they have something called cascara powder or cascara sugar, and they top it, top your coffee with a special one. And that is part of the cherry. That is dried cherry that is formed into a topping. Um, So it's called cascara. But it is actually a cherry that they discard and the bean is then open dried and roasted. Um, they're not that big. Um, they're only about one and a half centimeters in diameter. Um, and then the bean is directly in the middle and it kind of looks like half a brain when it's cut in half. So like, it literally looks like a little brain. Oh, a cute little coffee brain. Yeah. A tiny brain to power my bigger brain. (laughs) (laughs) And coffee is not grown just anywhere. It has to be grown specifically in what they call the bean belt. Ooh, bean and belt. <laughs> I think that would make an amazing fashion accessory. Mm-hmm. You just have a little belt with some beans glued to it, and I would absolutely wear that. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> um, but the bean belt is located between the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn, Uh or specifically 23.5 degrees north and 23.5 degrees south. Yeah. So it's that tropical region that you would um, think just hot, humid, and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so so basically it grows in places where I would exclusively drink iced coffee. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good to know. <laughs> And there are between 25 and 100 different species of coffee plant, but we really only drink about two or three of them. Huh. I want to know what these other ones are, but the ones I can tell you about now are going to be Arabica and Robusta. Hmm. Um, Those are the ones you can typically find in the coffee shop. I have seen Arabica around. Mm Mm-hmm. It is very good. Yeah. Um. They each have two very different profiles. Hmm. Um, but before I get into that, do you want to actually hear about the history of coffee? Yeah. I was going to say, Julia, tell me about the the coffee ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee ancestors. The coffee that preceded the coffee we have. Absolutely. Um, would you believe me if I told you that a goat discovered coffee? Uh, Well, since you're the one telling me yes, most people know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was this farmer who was herding his goats in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. And he noticed that this one particular goat had a lot of energy after it was eating these little red berries. And uh, it wasn't until about the 16th century that um on the arabian peninsula that it actually formed into a commodity where you had coffee but this herder found his goat eating these beans and was like hmm he's on to (laughs) something the goat found the go-go juice (laughs) 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 or at least the goat found the go-go bean so the business started around the 16th century or so and then the Ottoman Turks brought the coffee to Constantinople, where it quickly caught on. Hmm. Um, 
In fact, they would actually go to places that sold this coffee and brewed it, and they would go play chess and have discussions and listen to live music, you know, like a coffee shop. Yes. So it, the concept of a coffee shop goes all the way back to the 16th century, and that is just awesome. Coffee inherently produces a coffee shop, apparently. <laughs> if you brew it, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm changing the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know, that was a Field of Dreams reference, and oh, oh I felt so proud of that one. <laughs> I love that was that was fantastic. <laughs> but anyways, um after that it wasn't until the 17th century that coffee really experienced its golden age. Ah, the go- the golden age of coffee? I uh, my coffee isn't golden. No, 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 not that kind of golden. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Around this time it was making its way to Europe. Um it wasn't an initial success. Because it ended up involving Pope Clement VIII. Um, According to the National Coffee Association, despite such controversy, coffee houses were quickly becoming centers of social activity and communications in major cities of England, Austria, France, Germany, and Holland in England. Um, But Pope Clement VIII had an issue with this drink and he he was banning it it was almost yeah it was almost like a um what did they do in the 20s it was almost like a prohibition where you were not allowed to drink it Mm. and finally someone brought it to him and he said never mind (laughs) literally that's all it took was him trying it he was like Never mind, I understand. Once again, if you brew it, they will come. (laughs) But in England, these penny universities started springing up, um, so-called because of the penny. uh, One could purchase for a cup of coffee and engage in a stimulating conversation. Mm. So when when it calls it a penny penny university, it's more of a, this is, we're buying coffee and learning. But they were springing up all over England at this point. And after the approval of Pope Clement, around 300 coffee shops started springing up all over England. In 1686, Cafe Procope opened up and can still be found in Paris. So is is that where the phrase a penny for your thoughts comes from? Maybe. It very well could be. I am not sure about that, but we sh- we should definitely look that up. Yes. Okay. We'll we'll come back to that in a future. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to that one. Yes. By the 1800s, coffee took off all over the globe, making it its way to the Americas, becoming the most popular breakfast drink in New York City. Actually, at this point, it had surpassed beer as the number one breakfast drink. Uh. I'm serious. Uh, you, uh, hold, hold on. There's a lot to unpack in that sentence. Who was drinking beer for breakfast? Americans. <laughs> Classy. New Yorkers. <laughs> I'm glad we've moved on to bigger and better things. Yes. So prior to that, beer was one of the number one breakfast drinks. Mm-hmm. And now in the 1800s, it is coffee. Yes. Ooh. Uh, so it made its way to grocery stores pre-roasted in 1864. Uh, 19, the little six flipped upside down and it made a nine. <laughs> Y'all, I'm dyslexic, so sometimes it's a struggle. The six got excited. It can't help. It can't be helped. And we need to thank John and Charles Arbuckle for providing us with this commodity. You are the reason I can get out of bed in the morning. If you're looking for a great middle name for your child, consider Arbuckle. It would be a great way to represent them. Yeah. <laughs> or even just a great first name. Yeah. You could call him Arby for short. Ooh. Or Uckle. <laughs> oh, yes. That classic name, Uckle. So the history is really, really cool. But how we have so many different types of coffee now. 
So I, I don't understand what those... Can you just give me a menu? A menu of coffees? I can try. At least I can introduce one. <laughs> okay. So you know where the coffee came from. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to talk about where it's coming from today. And that's going to help you understand what you're ordering off of the menu I'm about to give you. Yes, please. Because, I mean, if you say uh, caramel frappe or whatever macchiato, you don't know what's actually going into that. Mm-hmm. So let's learn about what's actually going into that. So there are two different types of beans commonly found in stores, the Arabica and the Robusta. Uh, Both have completely different distinct flavors. The Arabica is bigger and a deeper green, and it has a higher acidity, where the Robusta is smaller and paler green and a lower acidity. One of the biggest differences that you'll find between the two beans is the amount of caffeine that will be in them. The Robusta will typically have twice the caffeine of the the Arabica, but the Arabica beans will be twice the price due to the quality. Ah, okay. So it's one of those things that you, you get one or the other. You're either going to have more caffeine or you're going to have a really good bean. Mm. Oh. And sometimes it really goes down to that. I think you're a really good bean. Oh, thanks. I think you're a really good bean. Oh, thanks. I think you are best bean. (laughs) The bestest of beans. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So the bean's origins will actually determine its flavor profile. Um, The best beans will come from the coffee belt, obviously. I mean, if if it has a whole name, that's where it's going to be coming from. Mm -hmm. And the the beans that come from Latin America region will tend to have a chocolatey, nutty tone. Mm. The ones that are coming from Africa will typically have fruity and floral notes. And both of these are going to be the Arabica beans. Hmm. Um, the ones that are coming from the Pacific and Asian regions will typically have a spicy, earthy tone. And those will mainly be robusta. I don't know if I've had Robusta because I wasn't paying attention, but now I'm going to go find some because that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I had no idea that it could be fruity and earthy. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm adding it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> Since these regions found all over the world create differences in altitudes, according to stokedroasters.com, The altitude at which the bean has grown has an effect on the bean's flavor. Coffee grown at higher elevations tend to be of higher quality, when with that higher quality comes more complex flavors and notes uh, than coffee grown at lower elevations. Hmm. I wonder why that is. If it's like air pressure? Maybe. We can do the science of coffee and save that for another podcast where this was just your um what's the little paragraph at the top of a research paper uh oh oh. abstract abstract this was your abstract (laughs) and we'll just dive into what all the chemicals are yeah okay so then with all like knowing all of this what is your type of coffee that you prefer like if you're walking into store what's the first one that you're grabbing um i am always grabbing a dark roast Mm-hmm. I prefer to prioritize my roasting time over my location. I One of the things I really want to try is to get more specific about what kind of bean I'm looking for. Because as far as I've known up until this day is that it's either light, medium, or dark. And I forget that it comes from all over the world. And that really changes the, the coffee you're making. Yeah. So like you and I could both be having a medium roast. But if you're having a Robusta and if I'm having an Arabica, we could have two completely different flavors of coffee. Yeah. Uh, Up until this point, I assumed that any differences were because of uh, commercialization and the way it was Mm -hmm. produced. Never occurred to me that there are other factors in plants (laughs) and how plants do. So I am definitely going to start paying more attention to what I'm getting and see if I can figure it out in the flavor profiles. Can you do me a favor? Yes. Can you dispel some coffee myths that I have heard about that I'm sure may or may not be true, but you feel like the person to ask? So can can you help me? Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, I would love to talk about some coffee myths. Okay. Um, one thing I hate is when someone's like, uh, 
what the beans is a macchiato <laughs> i see it on the menu all the time at uh the big name stores and i i don't know do you know what a, what what do they serve at starbucks as their macchiato do you know what goes into it I don't off the top of my head. I know it involves coffee and I think cream and probably foam and all sorts of fancy things that I don't have access to at my house. That is the perfect answer because that is what everyone thinks. Yeah. It's got some stuff and I like those stuff and it's a good coffee. It's it's good stuff. So what Starbucks likes to make as their macchiato and what every big coffee shop will try to push as their true macchiato is... You start with espresso, and then you add a lot of foam. Mm-hmm. Wait, that might be the opposite. I get macchiatos and cappuccinos mixed up. Hold on. I'm going to think this one through. Let's pause for macchiato research. Yeah, I need to, I need to look that up. I can't remember. How do you make it? How to make cappuccino. <laughs> Video. No, not recipe. Ugh, fine recipe. Video. According to Starbucks, they make their macchiato with one shot of espresso, one cup of 2% milk, and a tablespoon of vanilla syrup and caramel sauce. Yes, that is true. The first thing that goes in is the vanilla pumps, mm-hmm. and then... I'm trying to remember if they brew... I can't remember if they brew the shot directly on top. Ah, because in, in they're made in complete opposite ways. In one, you brew the shot while steaming your milk, mm-hmm. and then you pour the the foam directly into it. I want to say that one's the cappuccino. Okay, I... with a macchiato, you start with the vanilla and the cream, and you get that steamed. You get it into the cup. You place the cup directly under the espresso maker and it brews the espresso into the foam. Mm. And that is, and then you top it with caramel drizzle. Okay. And that's what they want to pass as your actual macchiato. And it's just not true. So that's not what a true macchiato is. What the beans is a macchiato? (laughs) I'm glad you asked. (laughs) So a macchiato pronounced macchiato <laughs> ah my toe <laughs> <laughs> is the cornerstone of italian coffee culture along with the espresso and the cappuccino among other coffee drinks it's basically an espresso served in a dimitas with a small amount of foamed milk on top the name mo- macchiato means marked So really, you're looking at it as a cross between espresso and a cappuccino. Since the Italian drinkers only drink cappuccinos in the morning, a macchiato gives the afternoon drinkers um, a little taste of milk with their espresso and adds some extra flavor. It's also a really good option for those who can't tolerate strong espresso, but find a cappuccino too weak and milky. That's good to know. There's another type of macchiato called a latte macchiato which is a cup of hot milk with a shot of espresso, but it doesn't have the caramel-flavored syrup that you would add in the coffee chains, which is what they're pushing as the typical macchiato. Mm, Okay. They also call it a caramel macchiato. Interesting. But it's, it's just not a macchiato. I, I would love to have been at the table when we're, when they were branding that of, Okay, we're going to make this kind of new coffee drink. What do we call it? I know. Let's take a classic coffee drink that is not at all this coffee drink and just call it that. That works. I think what they did is they mixed up their proportions. (laughs) We're supposed to be like all espresso and little foam. And they're like all foam, little espresso. Nothing but foam. (laughs) Nothing (laughs) but foam. So... Whenever I drink coffee, I always feel a little guilty because I've been told that coffee isn't good for me, but is is it actually not good for me or is that just society lying to me? It's society that's uh, lying. Darn you, society. How dare well, you? Know, they're not entirely lying. There are certain aspects of coffee that are very unhealthy, um, but if you are taking coffee at face value, it's really not that bad for you. It, it just really depends on the individual. 
if the like the drink itself is low in calorie and there have even been studies shown that between three and four cups isn't really bad it it in fact has some health benefits Hmm. and that's between 300 and 400 milligrams of caffeine and according to the fda uh 400 grams is a safe level oh okay so maybe not exceeding that but you can have between three and four cups a day and get some health benefits from it such as such as it prevents uh, some critical diseases like Parkinson's, liver disease, and type 2 diabetes. Huh. Obviously, if you're going to have some underlying health conditions like heart disease, high blood pressure, or you're just old, according to monomedical associates, um, <laughs> apparently once you get up in age, you really should cut back from caffeine. Um, you should not be drinking that much coffee if you have any of these underlying conditions. Basically, anything that Caffeine could cause irregular heart patterns or um, really cause panic attacks. Uh, <laughs> if you're prone to panic attacks or migraines, it's not really good for it either. Hmm. Okay. So really, it's it's when I load up my coffee with sugar, that's a problem. Yes. <laughs> like the average American, when we're going to get coffee, it's loaded up with all these artificial ingredients like corn syrup and the vanilla pump Mm. and it's 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 the extra stuff that you're putting in your coffee that's not going to be good for you that's where you're taking this low calorie drink and it's now skyrocketed with calories because you've added soy milk and high fat vanilla and just extra stuff ah mocha okay chocolate we add chocolate to coffee that's so not good ah Maybe next time you go out to your coffee shop, try half the pumps. Or if you're at home, try doing one scoop instead of three like I did in middle school. (laughs) That classic three scoop strategy. Yum, yum. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) It works. So another thing I've noticed is that uh, when I drink coffee, I almost feel conditioned that I need to chug extra water because I've been told that coffee is dehydrating. That is my favorite myth of the day. (laughs) Coffee doesn't actually dehydrate you. So it is a diuretic. It does make you urinate. Mm. But that doesn't mean that you're becoming dehydrated. Um, The water that you're taking in from brewing this coffee, according to the University of Birmingham, uh, coffee can actually hydrate you in a similar way to water. So you're getting liquids in and getting liquids out. It's almost balancing. Ah, so the bean water is actually water, not just bean liquid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to there know. There are also some studies um, that I recently looked at um, about the other bathroom aspect of coffee, since we're on this topic, and that it affects some people up to four minutes after your first sip. Wow. Yes. So the minute you start drinking coffee, your colon is activated and it makes you go. Mm. And there are some scientists that still don't understand why. The the colon said, "Mm, did you say go-go juice? (laughs) (laughs) No, colon, not that kind of (laughs) (laughs) go-go. I feel a, a whole lot smarter about coffee now. I'm glad. I'm glad I could have educated you even just a little bit. Yeah. Because at least they're, you're not going to go to your coffee shop and they're going to be like, yes, this is a macchiato. And you're going to be like, uh, the beans it is. <laughs> um, Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a, a, a macchiato? <laughs> yes, but I don't know that you can make that sort of thing here. <laughs> or just, um, no. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, now that we've learned a little bit about coffee, Julia, where do you want to go next? I have so many ideas. They're just swimming around. I, I'm satisfied with knowing some of the history. I'm satisfied with knowing some of the science. And I do want to touch more on that later because mm-hmm. I feel like I could give better explanations the more I learn about it because I'm still pretty new about learning about the background of it. Yeah. 
I want to try things in the future. I want to try things that I wouldn't have tried before. And that's where I want to go with yeah. this. I I feel like there's a lot of trends about various hot drinks, the coffee and the macchiato and how to use matcha and different ways that you should make teas and the right way to do it and the wrong way to do it. And then the super right and the super wrong way to do it. And I'm I'm excited to start trying all of those things and learning one, what might actually be the right way, but two, more importantly, the way that I like it. <laughs> I want to try the wrong way and figure out how wrong it is. Yes. I want to see how wrong we can get without it tasting awful. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I have an idea, Julia. Okay, Allie. So I am going, I found a BuzzFeed quiz and I think it would be interesting to figure out what coffee type you are. And then we can make that type of coffee and see if it if it tastes like you, if it matches your essence. <laughs> <laughs> I can lick Do I your taste arm. Like my coffee. <laughs> I could lick your arm and then drink the coffee and see if they match. I think there's a shot like that where you lick the arm and then you take the shot. <laughs> I think that requires a stripper. Oh yeah. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so. As the quiz states, it's time to find out what kind of coffee you are most like. Oh, my God. I've always wanted to know. So I'll read you the question first, and then I'll give you some options because, of course, they're all multiple choice. It's classic BuzzFeed. Classic BuzzFeed. What do you like to do first thing on a Saturday morning? Your options are go for a walk with your dog, walk to a local coffee shop, whatever pleases you, check social media. Work out, psh, working out, and catch up on work. <laughs> oh my gosh, who catches up on work on the weekend? Girl, chill. <laughs> the word work does not need to be involved in the weekend. That's why it's weekend. You end your week. <laughs> um, God, I wish I could walk to a coffee shop, but I think I, if I had to answer honestly, mm -hmm. it would be to check social media. Okay. Next, where would you like to vacation? I have Colombia, as in the country, not the I was about city. to say, like, <laughs> that's a weirdly specific place. <laughs> Colombia with a second O, Ethiopia, Hawaii, California, New York, or France? Well, I have been to France. Mm hmm and I have not been to Hawaii, and it's on my bucket list, so I would say Hawaii. Okay. Let's go to Hawaii together, because I also haven't yes. been and I want to go. Okay. I know someone who can hook us up with flights. Yes. <laughs> I know a guy. I know a guy. Okay. What would you like for breakfast? You can have a bagel with cream cheese, Yum. a butter croissant, croissant. Vanilla bean scones. That sounds really good. An egg and cheese breakfast sandwich. Eh. Chocolate crepes. Or crepes if you're American. <laughs> <laughs> or chocolate chip banana bread. How am I supposed to choose between <laughs> these? The, uh, there should be an option for I will fit all of these onto one plate. Thank you. And oh. that would make you a breakfast blend. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what it is. That's what a breakfast blend is. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you rapid fire those those yeah. answers again so I can pick one? I gotta say too, the quiz has pictures and it's making me hungry. Mm -hmm. Um, it is bagel with cream cheese, a butter croissant, vanilla bean scones, egg and cheese breakfast sandwich, chocolate crepes, or a chocolate chip banana bread. I think I'm going to have to pick the bagel with cream cheese. There were several days that I'd go to work. I'd stop at Dunkin', get the two for four, and get those get those bagels. Mm -hmm. That's the way to go. I personally really like the everything bagel with the veggie cream cheese. It's just got a lot of I flavor going. I personally like the plain bagel with the veggie cream cheese because I do not like sesame seeds. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. I'm a strange individual. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I have, what style house would you live in? Ooh. Would you like farmhouse rustic, traditional, modern, Victorian, 
mid-century modern, which has a lot of loopier kind of wooden instead of the modern square. Or farmhouse modern. What's the difference between farmhouse and farmhouse modern? The farmhouse modern has more of the light, airy aesthetic, but with the distressed wood, whereas the farmhouse rustic is uh, kind of darker tones with the darker woods and more aluminum kind of look, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, I don't like the aluminum, but I like the farmhouse feel. So maybe farmhouse modern. Okay. I can't say there's a plant and a pair of green rain boots in the farmhouse modern picture. Those are things I like. I'll I'll make sure to include this particular quiz in the show notes so that any listeners can also go in and play along. You can tell us what your type of coffee is and maybe we'll try that too. Yes. We'll we'll have a, a BuzzFeed quiz coffee day. Ooh, okay. Back to vacation because that's just the mood of the day apparently. Heck yeah. What is your favorite thing to do on vacation? You can take guided tours. I know some people who are really good at that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Go to museums. Hike the mountains, relax on the beach, shop till you drop, or run on the trails. I think, I'm trying to think of my past vacations, and they're almost always summer vacations, and it's usually relaxing on the beach, so we're going to go with that. I would also if, choose relaxing on the beach. If I had to pick a second, it would be hiking, Ah, because I'm about to do that this weekend. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's going to be 90 there. Ugh. Ooh. I'm going to be crispy. You're going to be toasty. <laughs> <laughs> Which American city would you like to live in? Uh. <laughs> Tell me one of his Charleston. <laughs> it's, it's Charleston. <laughs> okay. Uh, Portland, Oregon. New York City. Park City, Utah. Stowe, Vermont. San Francisco, California, and Charleston, South Kakalaki. I'm going to have to pick Charleston, South Kakalaki. <laughs> wow, I wonder why. <laughs> Gee, I wonder. <laughs> Ooh, what is your favorite holiday? Your options are Thanksgiving, New Year's, Fourth of July, Easter, Christmas, and Valentine's Day. Man, that has three of my favorite holidays, and I don't even like holidays that much. They just literally picked the three I like. Well, okay. So I'm a romantic, and I love Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. New Year's is one of my favorites because it's a time of self-reflection and rejuvenation and fresh starts. And as cheesy as that is, it's helped me lose weight. So, like, yeah. it, it's it's a good way to to rethink your life choices. True. I think New Year, New Me is a completely normal thing. Yeah. And then, oh, what was the other one I really liked? Uh, your options are Thanksgiving, 4th of Thanksgiving. July. Okay. Food. <laughs> oh, my God, the food. <sighs> That's Southern cooking, though. Man, and, and that doesn't even get into my Thanksgiving, where we have my family's culture's cultural foods. Mm. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I have gumbo at my traditional meals. So, like, my Thanksgiving also has ham and turkey, but gumbo's where it's at. <laughs> so, oh, man, this is a tough choice. What is my favorite holiday? Mm -hmm. You know what? I tend to get really anxious during big family gatherings, so we're going to omit Thanksgiving. Okay, that's fair. We're going to go with New Year's because I look forward to it the most. Aw. Okay. <laughs> now, pick a, a cup or mug to drink your coffee out of. And they do have descriptions, so. Okay. Would you like big mug? Diner style mug? No. A mug with a saying on it? A to-go cup? A glass mug? Or a cup with a dome lid? What does that even mean? What's a dome-libbed mug? It's it's the plastic cups that they put the frappuccinos in. Oh, gosh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, moving on from that one. Mm -hmm. um, oh, uh, I am not a big fan of frappuccinos. Oh. I find they're very chalky. I um, love me some coffee milkshakes, which is what I call the frappuccinos. The cream that they put on top of it specifically is what I don't like. So maybe I should try ordering it without the whipped cream. You know why I like frappuccinos? Why? 
is because I eat it like a snow cone where I crunch all the ice in my mouth. That's fair. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. It's a good experience. Um, We're going to go with glass mug. Okay. Because if I'm drinking out of a big mug, I typically want it to have a cool design or a saying or a weird shape. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think the glass has a nice aesthetic, which is what I'm currently drinking out of. Same. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's almost like you bought it for me or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lastly, what would you rather do on a Friday night? It is Friday. So <laughs> we have watch a movie and chill. Go to a party, read a book, watch a documentary, have people over for dinner, or play card and board games. Well, this is perfect. (laughs) I'm going to have to say play card and board games Mm -hmm. because that is what we're doing tonight. Yeah, it's almost like we're going to do that in a couple of hours. Yep. Oh, my goodness. I love your answer. Okay. What am I? What am I? You ready for a drum roll? Yes. I don't know if you can actually hear that or not. I actually can. Okay. You are, well, I'll read you the description and then I'll give you the type of coffee. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Oh, the suspense. You like to have fun, but you also know when to be serious. This is true. You don't really care that much about what other people think of you, but honestly, most people like you. You're always down to take a nice vacation. Absolutely. You're a mocha. I'm a mocha. You're That's a mocha. so appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Chocolate Creamer is a mocha. Who would have guessed? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. We have just gone full circle. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfection. So I guess the next coffee we have to make is a mocha. All right. So we'll be teaching you how to make your own mocha sauce. Yes. And how to make it as good as a coffee shop at home. Yeah. With and without an espresso machine. Espresso. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me? I would like an espresso. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. I love that some of these questions were just meant for you. They they really were. <laughs> Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> Not Myrtle, Charleston. I wish I hadn't laughed, but because that gave it away but that's okay no it's okay that was perfect (laughs) where do you want to live maybe where you're living question it is a place that i chose to live so yes yeah all right y'all so i am completely satisfied with everything i've learned today and i have to thank you guys for actually sitting here and listening to us prattle about her love and distastes for coffees and teas (laughs) and other random things that we've mentioned um we love you already and we appreciate you listening to us while we're being quirky and silly and we we just love the energy that's going to come from this so thank you guys so much for actually sticking around and listening yeah i am i am so excited and grateful for anybody that listens especially all the way to the end of the episode like this so Because I know we could listen to each other forever. I just hope we're entertaining (laughs) enough for other people to listen to. (laughs) And of course, if you have any questions that you want us to answer or anything you want us to try, we do have an email that you can reach us at. It's webrewgood at gmail.com. So I will make sure to include that in the show notes for you guys as well. But if you just want to send us a note, if there's something that you loved or something that you want to hear or Maybe there's something you want us to improve on. Send that over to webrewgood at gmail.com and we will definitely read over it and we will let you know. If you send us an email, we will say thank you. Even if it's a mean email, (laughs) we'll still thank you for it. (laughs) Thank you for acknowledging our existence. (laughs) Thank you for listening to get to the email part. (laughs) You can also find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at webrewgood, all one word. You can find our podcast at webrewgood.podbean.com. So that's webrewgood at podbean, which is P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. Or you can find our podcast, Cream and Sugar, over at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on Google Podcasts. So if you have any other questions about our research, we do post all of our links for that. Um, We have all of our research sources 
in those show notes for you to look at. And if you wanted to do your own reading and ask questions about some of the stuff that we mentioned, uh, I will also have the link for what kind of coffee you are. So maybe I'm a mocha, but maybe you're a real macchiato. I don't know. <laughs> Only the real macchiato is allowed here. Send us at webrewgood at gmail.com what, what you got or let us know what you thought of the quiz. Maybe it wasn't what you thought it would be. Mm -hmm. So thank you all so much again for listening. We're really excited to see where this goes and we're excited to bring you all along with us if you'll come. So we'll see you then. But until next time, stay, stay beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yay. Whoop, whoop. <laughs>